So here we go. We're back. I don't know what week this is. I stopped counting a long time ago. Um, I have a special guest today. Her name is Jenna Bartello, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she is an illustrator, tattoo apprentice, um, overall artist in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's up? Uh, nothing much. I just went through atrocious traffic to get here. Really? Yeah. On uh, It was like on Route 80. Okay. And it took longer than it should have. Yeah, unexpected things can always happen when you're traveling. So, uh, where do you work? Um, I work in Fairfield, New Jersey. It's the Pio Costa Plaza, so it's right on Bloomfield Ave. Um, and it's just, I work at a tattoo shop called Bella Arte Tattoo. And now, how did you uh, go about, like, getting into that or helped, like, getting that position? Um, well, <laughs> I kind of was very pushy. Um, I had gone to SUNY Purchase for a year, uh, my freshman year of college. Okay. And I came back, and I was looking for a job and I've always wanted to be a tattoo artist so a, uh, a friend of mine actually told me you know there's a there's a tattoo shop five minutes from your house and you should definitely check it out and I went in and uh, there was only one artist there at the time and I just would show up every day I would show up every day and just draw and I would basically be a, a shop rat Nice. Um, and then I asked them, I was like, oh, are, are you looking for someone at the front desk? Are you looking for an apprentice? They're like, oh, well, we have two apprentices right now, but the girl that's working the front desk is going to be leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were taking so long to get back to me, and I was almost losing hope. But me showing up every day mm-hmm. just made my presence known. Um, and I've been there for three years now. Now, when you say apprentice, what does that mean? Um... Basically, I am cleaning up after the artists. Uh, I'm setting up for them, breaking them down. Um, and I'm also practicing tattooing so that I can eventually go over to be a, a professional tattoo nice. artist. Do you tattoo on somebody or do you have like a mannequin? Um, I use what's called a fatback. So okay. it's basically, you can get them at ShopRite for $2. Um, it's basically pigskin with a square of fat underneath. And it's probably the closest thing to human skin possible. I use basically all of the equipment that they use. Um, I've been buying my own equipment now that I'm starting to get more comfortable. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like I've I've gotten a lot better. But I used to mess up a lot in the beginning, as someone normally would. <laughs> now, do you did you like when you first started out? Did you know you were going to do tattoos, or like you just knew you wanted to draw somewhere? Oh no, I wanted to tattoo. That's really? all I wanted. Yeah. Nice. I remember um, I applied for this place, first place tattoo, because I just wanted to draw, mm-hmm. and I was like, how do I just make this a profession? And and, uh, I applied for the tattoo place and never called me back. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'm yeah, it's like one of those. Enough. It's like one of those underground things where you really have to t- shove yourself in there and show that you want to be there to tattoo, not just to make money. Yeah, um, you have to really enjoy it because it's more of a craft than than just knowing how to draw. What did you? What was your take over like the Labor Day weekend with the hurricane that was going on? Um, I was like, what hurricane? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was home and I was expecting all this rain and I originally had plans to go into the city to go see um, Sean Wyan uh, at a comedy cellar so that was really cool Um, I ended up going because the hurricane ended up sucking all of the terrible weather into itself and it didn't affect me at all so yeah I think it affected Florida pretty bad yeah the end of summer end of summer you know that's here I'm excited about it are you I love fall weather well I'm 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 born in the fall so Fall babies are usually really into the fall weather, and this I'm true. wearing sweatshirts almost all the time, even if it is 90 degrees out. Hoodie season is here. Yes. I love hoodie <laughs> I'm season. I'm so excited. Yep. And you said you were uh, October 4th, that's your birthday? Yes. Mine's October 10th, so that's pretty neat. Um, 
OVO, you know. Mm-hmm. OVO. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, end of summer, man. Like, I'm not really upset about it. Like you said, I'm kind of excited. The fall, fall people are kind of just... They're with it. You know, I, I like it. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. I love the smell of the leaves yeah. and, and the sweatshirts and sweatpants and football. And and I'm, t- I'm one of those typical white girls that just love pumpkin spice lattes. I am a sucker for those. Nice. So I have no shame, and I'll say that. <laughs> That's fine. That's awesome. Pumpkin spice latte. What's not cool, I heard, is the iPhone 7. Uh, yeah, I'm not about it. Not a lot of people are. Um... My my father um, is an engineer, and so he's totally into that stuff. Sure. And I love iPhones. I've had iPhones forever, as far as I can remember. Yeah. And when I heard that there was no headphone jack, yeah. I was I was appalled because I was reading an article about something about the um, the AirPods, mm-hmm. and that there's they can control like what you're listening to and, and stuff like that just because it's not through a headphone jack. Um, I wish I knew more about it, yeah. but just the fact that anybody can be controlling what I'm listening to just doesn't really now, seem appealing. What do you mean? Like the, the phone can you can control it through the phone, or somebody like a, another source can like change your your audio? In like your I, I wouldn't say that they could change your audio, but they can definitely uh, like tamper with stuff. Kind of like when uh, when U2 just like decided to send their album out to everyone's iPhone. Like yeah. I felt very violated by that. <laughs> I was violated just by listening. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I seen a picture of them today. They're basically the same thing as, like, the earbuds, like what I got in now, you know? Yeah. But without any wires. Right. So, first of all, people are going to lose them. Me, for sure, because my ears are very tiny. Yeah. Um, they will definitely fall out of my ears. Yeah, what do you got? Like, I remember back in the day when I was running, I used to tape my headphones in. <laughs> and they came out with those ones. You see the ones people wear around their neck? And then they, they like pull them out of these things. Yeah, I've that? seen that, and I've I've tried them all. I've tried like the ones that hook over your ears, yeah. I've, and the big headphones are are what really gets me. Like the old school yeah. headphones are the only thing that seems to really work. Now, do you use like Beats by Dre or anything like that? Or? No. <laughs> yeah, because even them, like they have Bluetooth versions, but they have a hard wire. They have the option if yeah. you want to. Yeah. I, I really don't like what Apple's doing because they're doing like what what the the game softwares are doing, like like. Uh, game companies like Sony and Microsoft, they'll come out with Xbox One, and then they'll do Halo 1, 2, and then Halo 3 is going to be on Xbox 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or PlayStation 2. Yeah, it's like not like backwards compatible or like anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And then you totally, you're, you're subject to, you know, buying that product. And Apple is probably the only, I don't know if you're familiar with like any economics, like supply no. and demand. <laughs> but basically, like if, if the supply for something is going to be very high if the cost is low. Right. And then the supply or the uh, the demand for something is going to be very low if the cost is high. Right. But Apple is the only company that breaks that. Yeah, where the demand is high and the prices are high. Exactly. That's It's like the only company. Like, I don't know if there's any other, you know, contact me, mac.curtgmail.com, and tell me right now. <laughs> but um, I really don't know any other organization that the demand is high when, that, when the price is high. Yeah, well, that's like basically a monopoly, right? Where yeah. they're like kind of just like taking everybody out of the game. Yeah. And doing that, so. It's it's so bad. I forget what company was also, they were in a monopoly with, um, I, I, I really wish I knew the name of it, but basically, let's just say it was a gas station, right? And these, these two gas stations were, this whole company was trying to buy all the other gas stations. And it's like, they were saying, no, you can't do that. You right. Know, because you're going to be a monopoly. So they're saying, okay, so now they're trying to find buyers for these other gas stations. So, but they have to be people that are going to keep them running because it wouldn't make sense if somebody's like, okay, yeah, we'll buy them and then they close them down because that doesn't help either. Right, because that know? doesn't, I mean, you still need some something to compete against. Yeah, exactly. And there's really nothing to compete against Apple. Right. 
what are we going to do? <laughs> That's crazy. And then I know you mentioned the um, some type of rocket launch failure. What? Elon Musk um, is a... I mean, he was the guy that uh, runs Tesla, the cars, mm. those electronic cars, or the autonomous cars. Sure. Um, and he was supposed to s- basically send out a rocket with um, one of Mark Zuckerberg's satellites to bring uh, internet to Africa um, into space. And he had come up with this rocket that can launch on its own with no human power and descend and come back to Earth, same spot, mm. totally fine, doesn't need to break apart or anything like that. Sure. And um, there was an issue with static, and the entire rocket blew up before it could even launch. Wow. And it had Mark Zuckerberg's, like, millions and millions of dollars worth of his satellite right on top of it. Um, and uh, well, I, full I'm pretty sure they're not speaking right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I'd be speaking if somebody blew a million dollars worth of satellites yeah, on no. me. Like I said, I hope he has full coverage. Yeah. yeah. If he doesn't, I, I can, like, refer him to my uh, insurance agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that much money. I'm, I'm sure first. I, I mean, it's something, right? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, man. I would be very upset. What would you do? Um, I'm not quite sure. I'd probably just be like, you owe me, like, a bunch of cars. Are they like, going to relaunch it? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know anything about that, but... That's crazy. I don't know. Like, see, at that point, why wouldn't, instead of launching a rocket, why don't you just go there and build a school and put Wi-Fi in the school? Uh, <laughs> or, like, put some towers up there. I mean, I'm sure that this was, like totally planned out for like long term and he was relying on gotcha. musk's technology he's like i've seen your rocket it goes right up it comes Has, right back down are you familiar with any of his previous pieces of work um no i'm not i know that again my my father just informs me of all oh, yeah, of these so, things okay, so at least he's well known right so, yeah, yeah so uh, engineer yeah so uh i mean my dad also he um he works with like the turnpike and garden state parkway sure, sure. so he uh deals with traffic management a lot and so they're really looking into autonomous cars so he has to be on top of elon musk and what wow. he's doing um so i just hear about it and usually in passing and sometimes it's interesting and most times it's not now, now what's your take on the autonomous cars like the tesla and like the google smart cars and all that? oh i hate it so much like, like, now why do you hate it what do you mean? well i love to drive driving is something that i um i do like to kind of like relieve stress i've been sure. doing it since i could drive um and it just it has always calmed me. And the, the idea of a machine just carrying me around and me not being in mm. control just does not sit well with me. But I'm hoping that one day they'll have a car that gives you the option. Like if I'm really tired and I'm driving from to, from Florida back home and it takes however many hours. Like and I want to sleep and I don't want to stay and pay for a hotel. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I was talking to my friend Ryan Snaufer. He's actually a professional athlete. He just went pro for golfing. Oh, wow. And his yeah, his father, um, shout out to him, but his father owns a dealership around here and he has these new new Jeeps that they're somewhat autonomous or, or autopilot, however you say it, um, that you put this autopilot on, say you're going 65, it'll it'll drive for you. It doesn't drive for you, but it, it autopilots the speed for you. And then if you get too close to another car, like three lengths, it'll slow down for you. Yeah. And then, it, or if there's a car to the left, it won't let you go left. Right. So yeah. Like, that's kind of, it's, it's cool in, in a fashion f- for safety, but at like, let like relying on that. I don't know. What are they going to put like magnets in the road? So the, co- so the car like follows the road. How are they going to do that? Well, they were saying that I know that my dad was telling me that they were looking to do a, um, like a separate lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. because they want to, they want to like mingle like autonomous cars with manual cars, and they're wow. kind of just like easing into that. So they're thinking of kind of like a um, like a carpool lane, but for autonomous cars. It's so. like in New York when you see the uh, the bike lane. Yeah, you see the <laughs> driving in it. But yeah, all the time, always. Then <laughs> the buses, taxis on the sidewalk. I mean, in New I'll York. even ride in those lanes. I'm terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's jump to hot or not. Uh, iPhone seven, hot or not? Not. Not. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. Definitely um, not. Autonomous cars. Not. not. <laughs> now, what about like cruise control? How about that? Uh, I don't even use cruise control. Me either. My car has it. I'm I have it, it, and I think I've used it once. But again, it's that feeling of not being in control of the car. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't trust other people. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Believe me. I do. <laughs> um, end of summer, hot or not? Hot. Hot? Hot. But at the same time, it's not because it's the end of summer. Get it? You know, right. Hot. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it is hot today. Do you have air conditioning? Uh, yeah, we have air conditioning. So I'm usually wearing a hoodie indoors. Yeah. But then, of course, sitting outside is always nice. We have benches outside. Nice. Um, so I'll sit out there. But we couldn't even sit out there for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> it was just terrible. Now, speaking about your job, so is this like your, your profession, your career? Yes, this is my career. And I think that's where a lot of people um, don't don't really like they don't really understand that concept at least when they're getting tattooed sure. that people make a living this way sure. um so they'll complain about prices or something like that but people are people are living off of this and yeah. they're getting commission they're not getting paid hourly i mean i am because yeah. i work the front desk right now but um but yeah they work by the piece and so it's not just a hobby it's a it's a full-blown job what would you rather be doing would you rather be a tattoo artist or would you rather just be like a, a graphic artist I'd rather be a tattoo artist. Tattoo artist. Okay. I mean, graphic art I can do on the side, but tattoo, like being a tattoo artist, is like my true passion. It's something that I've always wanted to do mm-hmm. um, since I was maybe about six or seven when I first saw tattoos. Yeah, because I, I seen some of your your pieces of work you had. You had I wasn't sure if you were like you were doing photography or if you were doing graphic art because you showed me something somebody wearing a t shirt. Right? Uh, yeah, that was my brother wearing one of my t shirts. Oh. Um, I have a Society Six page, so it's society six dot com slash Jenna Bartello. Sure. Um, and I sell uh, my designs on T-shirts, tote bags, iPhone cases, pillowcases, um, duvet covers, and I get a small percentage, very small, because they uh, they print it for me, they send it for me. Um, but once again, that website is what uh, society six dot com slash Jenna Bartello. You have Instagram and Twitter and stuff like uh, that. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have a Twitter, um, but I do have an Instagram, and it's just my name, so it's just Jenna Bartello. B a r t e l l o. A lot of people tend to spell that wrong. Yeah, and then Jenna is just universal, so it's just J e n n a. Yeah. Even in another language, Jenna. Right. Although I had someone spell my name G e a n n a on on my Starbucks cup the other day, and that was wrong. You won't find anything. No. I also have like a separate website just to look at my portfolio, I guess, for more professional reasons, and that is just jennabartello.com or no dot wix uh-huh. slash jenna bartello i don't own the domain name so it's super long nice um and it's just my name over and yeah, over speaking again. of domain names um uh, keon vines is uh working with lazy he do- owns lazy boy media and lazy boy photography but he was uh spoke to me about um opening up like an online magazine and like that's what this podcast is uh, sponsored by epicurean commune yes it's, it's it's a way to get people out there regardless you know yeah. how do you feel about any politics going on right now Ugh. That's all I have to say. Really? I'm well. I'm very torn because um, I don't like any of the candidates. Yeah. I'm like not excited. <laughs> My thing is like if you're trying to get a proper measurement, you can't have two things. You have to have three. And they say okay, there was multiple candidates, but I'm saying you have to have all the way up until the end. You need three. Right. Because no way you're not going to have a proper measurement with two. You know you have to have that third to compare. Right. You know I guess Bernie Sanders was there, but like at the end of the day, it's only going to be Democrat or Republican. Yeah. 
that's not okay. You know? Right. And it's uh, n- nobody is comfortable with this whole po- politics. Well, I mean, George Washington said it best. He said that it shouldn't be just two parties. He, it, it was like that in the beginning to kind of put something down, and then now uh, he kind of, we kind of like screwed screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't really vote for nationally. I vote locally because my vote really counts. Uh, oh, locally yeah. um nationally i feel like my voice gets lost and i don't i don't really have any faith in that unfortunately so let's get back to you um what is your full name and what do you do my full name is jenna bartello no middle name and i am a tattoo apprentice but i also work the front desk at bella arte tattoo and i'm also a illustrator and full-time student at Montclair State University. Why is um, tattooing important to you? It really makes a difference, I, I feel. I mean, people can really, people can buy a piece of artwork and they can hang it on their wall, but it can get lost, it can get torn and ruined, um, it can get stolen. Sure. Whereas something on your skin lasts forever, people seem to have more of a sentimental value to it. Um, and especially, I, I love when people get their first tattoos and they're usually something really, really meaningful and super yeah. heavy. And uh, you have people who cry, you have people who laugh, you have people who will, like, all these emotions will just come out. And uh, I think that is something that's truly amazing. And I also think that artwork with uh, social media now, with the way that it circulates, people are almost kind of um, desensitized. So they'll see a lot of artwork and they'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then they'll just walk away. Kind of numb to it. Yeah. So so you kind of have to, the cool thing about, being a tattoo artist is you have to keep stepping up that game that that's still a an art form that's still uh really progressing it's not like i mean it it is pretty ancient but it's Mm -hmm. progressing in a way where people are starting to accept it now and i think that's really important yeah even in the workplace it's accepted you know you see cops you see doctors you see nurses with tattoos yeah of course and those are like most of our clientele that come in are cops um and even doctors, and it's just amazing to me that they're able to show them now, and you have teachers now who are getting tattooed. Yeah, sure. Now, you said tattoos, they last forever, but sometimes people get, like, a touch-up within two weeks, and then in a couple of years, they want to get it refinished and things like that. Is that something that happens? Oh, uh, yeah, it happens. I mean, everybody's body is completely different, and every artist is different. So if you have, a, if you have an artist that didn't go into the skin enough, or you have... Um, a person that goes out in the sun all day, works construction outside, you're going to have the sun ruin it, um, and you're going to have all types of things happen to it. Like, whatever changes happen to your skin is what's going to happen to the tattoo. Um, and, I mean, you have those picky people that will come in and be like, oh, that one spot is uh, is, is faded a little. And Every day they're looking at it, you know what I mean? Right, um, they see it. And then as soon as somebody's like, well, that kind of looks, they're like, I know, I know, you know? Yeah. Like, I need to get it done, um, right? And, and that's... Like, that's the one of the other things that we have going on in uh, in the shop is uh, people will come in. They're like, "Oh well, my friend said it looks like a bird, and it's not a bird. It's this." It's like, "Okay, but you know what it is. Yeah. Like, you don't need to change it for your friend's sake." Yeah. So when you're when you're drawing and then you're doing your tattoos, do you have specific ideas, or do you have like people come to you and say, "I want to do this"? Uh, it's a mixture of both. I know that um, at Bella Arte Tattoo, we are a custom shop only. So we don't have flash. We don't have anything laid out for you to pick from. We have portfolios that you could see the artist's password, but we draw up anything. Um, so people usually come in with Pinterest pictures or, or, uh, or a general idea, and then they draw it up. Um, of course, when they leave a deposit, you draw it up, and then they usually can change it or get it tattooed. Now, how much is a deposit usually? Uh, it's about $100, um, and it comes off the tattoo price. 
Nice. Um, now, what's the average price of a tattoo? That's so tough. Every artist has a different hourly rate. When you say piece, what does that mean? Um, that is an individual artwork that you put onto your skin. So let's say you have a um, like a heart, mm -hmm. and you put that on your wrist. That's one piece. Um, if you add on to it, and it's part of the design, that's still considered one piece. But if you were to put something else above it, like a dagger, and it has no uh, relation to it whatsoever, and it just happens to be close in proximity, then that's a second piece. Okay. Um, and then multiple pieces can make up a sleeve? Yes. Okay. And now what if you get it on your leg? What is it called? Sock? No, it's called no. a leg sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'd rather, be, I'd rather draw it and then like see it on... Like, you know when you do the iPhone cases and you do this? I like seeing my images there. Yeah, okay. Like T-shirts and stuff like that. Right, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I've never experienced seeing one of my images on somebody. So maybe it's a whole new feeling when you do that. It is a whole new feeling. Really? Recently had um, a friend of mine, her name's Alina. She did a, like, a serpent and a dragon intertwining with one another on, mm -hmm. her, on her shoulder blade. And uh, I drew up, yeah, she ended up going to the Philippines and getting it done. And she sent me a picture, and it's... It's so awesome to see somebody else doing my work, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I, I wish I was doing it. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to get to that point where I can make my own artwork onto somebody else, because that to me is super rewarding. And the best is when people just come up to you, like, or at least the artists in the shop, they're like, I like that piece that you did on that flash sheet. So basically, a flash sheet is a, it's a group of artworks that um, an, a tattoo artist will do. Mm -hmm. It's like what they had in old tattoo shops. They would have, like, the skulls on the walls and flaming motorcycles, and they would say, oh, I want that one. Um, but artists will make their own flash sheets, um, and it'll be the, their own designs, and they'll post them, and people will come in, and if they really like it, then they'll get it tattooed on them. Do you, do you find that you have a lot of customers recommending other customers, or, or do you find more clients coming from social media? Um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we do have an artist, his name is Nico Perez, who is very popular uh, through word of mouth and social media. Um, he is an award-winning artist, and he's also booked out until the end of the year. People will get recommended by word of mouth, usually th within the town, so within Fairfield or West Caldwell or something like that. Um, but social media is probably the best best way to really get your work out there. They had actually only opened three years ago when I first started getting okay. in there. Um and of course, like the boss, uh, he actually, his name's Joey Tattoo. He was on Spike TV. Nice. Uh, he ran the show Tattoo Rescue, which ran for about a season on Spike TV. Um, and so, of course, through that, he had to be on social media. Of course. So now that the shop is connected to that name of Tattoo Rescue, he needed to get social media in order to do that. Now, what's your uh, what's the social media like handles of the organization? Uh, so for the tattoo shop, it yeah. is Bella Arte Tattoo. And Arte is A-R-T-E. People just say Bella Art, but it's Arte. Mm. It's fancy, I know. Does it have like a little squiggly over the E? No. <laughs> Website is the same, BellaArteTattoo.com. I put up my own work, whether it's good or bad, because yep. I want people to kind of see uh, my progress and to follow me. Sure. What are your overall goals? Obviously, one of your goals is to get feedback from, you, from your, your people, you know, from your followers. But what are your overall goals, short-term and long-term? Short-term? Um, well, to finish school is definitely one. Sure. Um, and super short term, I guess if you're going to break down my apprenticeship, we start with lining, then shading, mm -hmm. and then tattooing friends and family. And I've gotten into the shading realm uh, now that the summer is over. Um, and I'm hoping that by December I'll be able to tattoo friends and family. Wow. So 
I heard there was some type of new like new cream out there. So what would be the old old solution? What's the new solution? Old solution, A and D ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that people or bacitracin even, sure. but now uh, we actually use what's called Sanoderm. Um, they used to use it on burden victims in hospitals. And it's just a clear, like a second skin. It's like a plastic that you mm-hmm. put over, and it completely takes out the ointment process. Uh, you have like a template, right? Yeah. Now what you can do is you can just run a design through a Thermofax machine uh, where it transfers heat onto carbon paper, and you can just stick it right onto skin. Uh, the best place for me to be reached at is probably my Instagram, which is uh, just Jenna Bartello, just my name, no underscores or capitals or anything like that or middle name she doesn't have a middle name no no middle name <laughs> thanks so mom Jenna Bartello. <laughs> and then also her website which is um it is jennabartello.wix slash jennabartello and then you could buy some of her work if you're interested at at society6.com slash jennabartello okay thank you so much good night